And that moment I understand that next second I'll die. And uh, I cried to God, God, if you exist, please save me. That wasn't my mind. But the same second, the all three guys, they become white. They were so scared. The guys throw knife out and they run from the house, from the room. I was bling, I was shocked because they, they, they saw something that night. Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Tuesday, where you're going to hear a powerful testimony of God's grace revealed in human lives. Each Tuesday, you'll hear Pastor Adam interviewing pastors from around the world to share the mighty miracles that God has done in their lives to give you hope for yours. We share the stories of the men behind the messages you hear every other day on this podcast. Keep in mind that the free version only includes a portion of the whole testimony interview. To listen to the full version, use the links in the show notes to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or Supercast.tech. Every dollar goes to supporting world evangelism. Enjoy today's Testimony Tuesday. All right, we want to welcome you back to... Testimony Tuesday here on the BBPH Sermon Podcast. Hey, we've got a we've got a very special treat for you today. So I am joined first of all by Mr. Dave Smale sitting to my left. Hello, and um, it's a rare occasion that he gets to join us join in on a on a Testimony Tuesday. But we're happen to be here in Chandler, Arizona, for a Bible conference uh, in between uh, morning sessions and evening services. So. Uh, Blessing to have him along for the ride, and we are here to uh, interview a good friend of mine, all the way from Ukraine, a place where there's uh, lots of stuff happening these days, but welcome to Pastor Vitaly Klopina. Hello, hello, sir. Hello, hello. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining yeah. us. It's, it's a pleasure. Thank you for spending some time with us. Oh, yeah, that was, you, you, you was on me, like, for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how? I'm in America. I know. I, well, that's, this is going to be part of the, the whole story here. Yeah. Why are you here? It's amazing. <laughs> so um, I'll just explain for the audience a little bit how we know each other. So when I was um, a missionary in Bulgaria, we got to spend a lot of time with our sister churches up in Romania. And so Bucharest, Romania is the church where you and your wife got yes. saved under Pastor John Dumas. And uh, so uh, it's like all of this mixed match and, she, mm-hmm. you know, you're Ukrainian, she's Moldovan, but you were in Romania and Bucharest yeah. and we met you at a conference and we became <laughs> pretty good friends and oh, yeah. came to preach for you a couple of times. So we were pretty good friends back then. Um, yeah. And so it's it's awesome to see you now here in the States. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> so for, for the people who don't know you, why don't you introduce yourself and let us know where you've pastored. So my name is Vitaly Glopina, and uh, I'm Ukrainian citizen, my only citizenship. So I, uh, I've been saved in Romania and Bucharest and, uh, since in 2000. And uh, in 2005, I pioneered my uh, first church in Chernivtsi, Ukraine. It's my hometown. And then I took over the Kiev church. From Steve Anderson, uh, from Tucson, and uh, come for a direction in Moldova, Kishinev, uh, back to the ministry of under minister of John Dumas, and then took over the Moldova leadership church, and now I'm in Tempe. Tempe, <laughs> what a story, huh? Bouncing uh, around. So, um, so how long ha- had you been saved before you were sent out? 
four years. Oh, four five. years. Five. Okay. Four and a half. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that story. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's amazing. But um, what we like to do on this podcast is we like to hear about your background and your history. And um, yeah. so you said you grew up in Chernitsi in yes. Ukraine. Tell us what it was so like for you. That's uh, I had. Well, I was born in Soviet Union, so back back still Soviet Union was. And in '91, when uh, Soviet Union collapsed, I was 10 years old. I still remember all that stuff. But what is bring to Ukraine? It's a total law house. So there was basically no law. The the the, the strongest will survive, and. Uh, and uh, I I grew in a good family. My I have both parents, uh, and uh, so they they kind of take care of us. I was hooked on the reading, so for four years I start to read, never stop. And uh, but uh, looking around, and my uh, teenage years was in all that chaos. And uh, one of the biggest trauma in my life uh, at fourteen, age of fourteen, my sister was killed, and uh, she was eighteen. And that was the moment when uh, I get mad on God, I, mm. I believe. Actually, you know, being do, doing little stuff, uh, you kind of know that God is good and God will punish. That. Like, I am Orthodox, I was born in an Orthodox family. Uh, so I kind of know about the hell, that God will punish in the hell. Uh, so all my little mistakes. And there was constant guilt that God one day will punish. And that come a time when my sister was killed, and I was praying to God. I was really sincere praying to God. Actually, she was in the hospital for time for two days, uh, so she anyway she died. And I get mad on God. I say, "Well, God, if you didn't save my sister, so you're, you're not good, God." And actually, I, I start to believe myself that God doesn't exist. And if God doesn't exist, there is no reason to be good. Because, you know, to, to stall a car is much easier than to earn for it. Uh, or to, to take a knuckle for the neck, it's much easier than to earn for it. And from 14, I go really my spine down, alcohol, cigarettes, uh, drugs. Uh, because I was like a big guy, I was doing some rugby. And uh, so I get in criminal structure. Uh, first, like fighting, but then because I was good with the with the tools, with the locksmith, so I was opening the locks. So I get. Oh more. man, <laughs> I'm always afraid of people who are locksmiths. You can get in anywhere. Well, I, I would have my set of key from all the school, even from the principal hall uh, room, and uh, so anywhere I will go, I will have my own set of keys, and uh, so yeah, I was getting bad, bad. So that was that was a pain because I was reading a good quality books. I read classics, so I know what I am doing is wrong. Mm. But I was hating so much God. Mm. I was pretending that he doesn't exist, that I was doing that wrong. Mm. And that was like fighting all these four years until I, I get to 17 and a half. And already they start to come to police, like weekly basis. <laughs> Wow. And at the same time, I was uh, getting like A plus in the school, <laughs> <laughs> special the math, physics, cybernet, well, not so the computer skills and all this. And uh, so one of the police go- lady there, she tell me uh, that I, I, I'll go, for, I'll go to jail, and uh, I have one escape to go somewhere to run from the country. 
and I just finished my school in Ukraine, and there was a test to go to cybernetics in Bucharest to study cybernetics. Oh. And uh, I like it because uh, uh, with the cybernetics you can do some keys, special keys that can open luxury cars. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a, a new kind of locksmith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, this wireless remotes and everything. And, um, and that was an option. I mean, I just need to pass a test on math and uh, I can guarantee to get to this faculty, to that college, and receive my uh, house like for free there. And even they will pay me some uh, some money, like a little salary wow. there in Romania. So I just apply for that uh, that test. I, I, I take it. So and I went to Romania. How old were you at that time? Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. So I earned with twenty dollars and. Back, back. <laughs> that was all I and have. What did your parents think about this decision? Well, my sister, she she went another sister, so she went to Romania. She was like four years before me okay. in Bucharest, so kind of I I know her, and uh, so I I went there, and I was thinking actually. I remember the first October of ninety eight. Uh, I was kind of get tired of all my life. Say, well, I'll go there, so nobody knows me. That's different country, different capital. Absolutely, absolutely. So I will start a new life. Yeah, I'll quit smoking. Did you have to learn a language? To go no, there? that's Romanian. So, okay, okay. So Romanian, because uh, we live in we live in the border uh, uh, with the Romania. Okay. It was kind of Soviet Union border, so uh, we know Romania. And uh, so I say, I will stop. I will quit smoking, I will quit drinking, I will quit using drugs. Uh, it took me like three days. <laughs> no, you did all of that in three days? No, I, well, I was sober for three days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then I start, I, I find a drug dealer in Romania, I start, I find a gang, I start, I find everything. And uh, when I was at my home, it was kind of, you need to be at least adequate at home. Because my, my parents, actually my mom, figured out that I'm on drugs after I get saved. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was doing it in the morning, so at the evening I would be like pretty good when I was coming home. And uh, so I went to to Romania, and uh, on 1st October uh, I get in, and uh, on 3rd October I was already suspended. <laughs> for, that didn't take long. Yeah, <laughs> for, for two weeks, because I get some, I start to beat some guys there <laughs> and uh, well that was but then in Romania uh, because I didn't have like parent control at all I mean I didn't have like that that point that you need kind of to be sober at least once a day so I really go bad mm -hmm. I go bad uh, in 99 I had like three overdoses from alcohol two wow. from drugs and the last one that was on Christmas uh, before I couple days before Christmas, I take like three doses, like for three people, uh, three men in, and, uh, in the hospital, when they was getting me out of that super dose, I, I kind of, I, I tell the address where we take, where we keep the drugs, and the police get there, took big amount, about $5,000 drugs, and uh, my gang put it on me. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Suddenly, you know, I was my, my nickname was like uh, like uh, like a bear because uh, locksmith is like like a bear, and uh, suddenly all my 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 friends they get against me. I mean, I, I became their slave. 
Mm. You need to you need to work for them. You need to give that money back, and uh, it's like <laughs> it's mm. huge, huge. Like every day they will ask, and uh, so after a couple of days, I start kind of. Uh, protest and say, well, I will go to police. That was a wrong idea. <laughs> uh, because I, I, I knew a lot of... Uh, well, at that point, I was in, involved in a, in a kind of business. <laughs> so it was on luxury cars. I mean, pretty luxury cars. So the, the, how, how mafia, how, how Russian gangs works. So in this there was a, a team that will take a order for a car. Let's say you want a specific Bugatti Veyron or something like that, you know. Or maybe you, well, back in the time, BMW 7 Series. And so you will want it half price. So there will be another team that will find the type and color. And then they will tell me where this car will be, how much time I have. And what security system is there? So I'll just they will drove me there. I will open the car, turn the engine, get my money, go home, <laughs> <laughs> and then the driver will sit inside, and uh, they will go with the car. Another issue was with this really expensive car that uh, people wasn't able to sell at decent price. So they will uh, insure that car, and we will stall it, and then we'll take all the parts aside will throw the body somewhere near the city so that the, the, the police will find the body uh, or the car body, <laughs> car body. Yes. and uh, so they will pay insurance for the guy and then there was a legal company that will buy those bodies will put all the parts back and will sell the car <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good deal oh yeah <laughs> almost legal <laughs> um, so as long as I was on that was on my side, so I was kind of, you know, parting with them and doing all my job. That was cool. I was thinking, oh, man, I, I, I get my, my, my top, what, what, I, what I want. Mm-hmm. I have access to drugs. I have access to girls. I have access to everything. What 19 years old would like to have it. Yeah. But uh, that was good at least evening. Because uh, every evening when the gang will go out and I will stay alone, you know, my conscience will kill me really? about what I'm doing. So that's why mm-hmm. I get all the overdoses because every single night I'll need to be stoned to death just to be able to sleep. Wow. <laughs> because yeah, wow. the guilt, guilt was just running through me. I, I, I know I'm doing wrong. I know I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a Bible yeah. in, uh, in my uh, campus uh, there was Gideon, the blue Bible, the Gideon, yeah. the wow. new, new, yeah. new Testament. So I was smoking dope from that pages because it was uh, tiny pa- pages. The paper, yes, the paper. you were paper. rolling the Bible pages. Yes, that was my my connection with the, with, with the God, with Christianity. So my breached version of Bible starts in Mark chapter three and finish in Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> but check this out: God has humor with that. I, 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 my doctor, okay, my personal doctrine, I believe there was on purpose on God. Okay. Because that was a critical page in my life, Mark chapter 3. <laughs> so, 29 January, we come pretty close, 2000. Uh, I, I say I'll go to police. And uh, they start to beat me. 
and they beat me in a long, long, long time. <laughs> uh, and, uh, well, I kind of recover, but uh, then, a couple days later, on 20, uh, or 20, no, that was in 19, 21, two days later, uh, 20, 22, so, well, okay, so on 22, mm-hmm. three guys came in my room, one of them saw a killer. And then when I figure out that I will die today. He was going to come to the hospital to kill you? No, that wasn't still. I will not go to hospital. Oh. That was, I was <laughs> licking my, oh, <laughs> my wounds in, in the, the, the and student camp okay. in my house. Okay. Okay. So they come in my house and uh, one of those was our killer. So I, I saw how he, he works. So I understand this this guy have no, no scruple. He, he just, he'll do his job. And uh, so uh, they, they throw some bottles on my head, and uh, they put a fork in my neck. Back. Yes. And then he, like, raised a knife to stab me. And that moment, I understand that next second I'll die. And uh, I cried to God, God, if you exist, please save me. That wasn't my mind. I never, I didn't proclaim it. But the same second, the guy, the all three guys, they become white. They were so scared. I mean, they all, the guys throw knife out and they run from the house, from the room. I was bleeding. I was shocked because they, they, they saw something that night. Whoa. And I was, you know, well, the next second I understand that God exists. Mm-hmm. The so next, they, you think they saw something? Yes. They were scared. I mean, you can see their face when, no, the guy was like pretty about to stab me. I was like. And in the second, you know, he started to shake it, like throwing knife and all three of us running down. Wow. That was like, what's that? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was shocked. I was totally shocked. I understand that God is real. The hell is real. And if I would die today, uh, I would go to hell. No matter what my belief system tells me. I, I can, you know, say, well, there is no God, but God is real. And... Uh, so that was Saturday night. Next morning, I was in Orthodox Church in Bucharest. I went to, wow. to Orthodox Church. Had it been a long time since you were in the church like that? Uh, yeah, the last time I was there, maybe 12, 13, maybe. Wow. So, so, I, so I just went to, to the nearest one, Orthodox Church. So I go to priest. I was still in the blood, so I didn't wash my too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was kind of scared of me. And when I get to the church, you know, the oh, those old lady, they make like a circle around me about like <laughs> two meters, they'll be about six feet, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I go to the priest, I say, well, I need to, to confess my sin. He said, I have no uh, no time, you're not for my church. I give him some money, so I become from his church. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the Orthodox church, yeah. yeah. Oh, and he put that stuff on, that cloth on me, so I, I confessed. And he was shocked. He said, well, you need to fast on Wednesday and Friday. In other words, this guy told me, well, God cannot help you. Because it was Sunday. You need to survive and at least like three days to be able to fast at least once. Wow. <laughs> so, But, uh, yeah, I start to kind of going to that church, Orthodox church. On Wednesday, on Friday, I start to read that Bible, the chunk of the Bible. So the first page. Mark chapter 3, mm-hmm. there's the story when Jesus is preaching in someone's house and somebody's come to him and say, hey, your mom and your brothers and sisters are looking for you. 
and he say who is my mom who is my brothers mm-hmm. everybody who is doing my work is my mom and my brothers and sisters mm-hmm. so i have that math thinking so i understand that he's preaching in the house somebody tell about his mom real mom mary and his real brothers is waiting outside mm-hmm. and he make like a, a story from that on friday 28 uh, january uh, there was uh, this priest was preaching about you know the uh, pure virgin mary equity so the, all about mary you know she's a virgin so she and the bible said different Mm-hmm. And uh, I had like common sense to pray that night. Say, God, I know you exist. I know that I'm going to hell, and that's okay. Actually, I I love God because He was selling, sending me to hell. Yeah, because because you you felt that sense of justice. Yeah, the sense of justice that give me such a peace in my life. Because mm. I knew, because you know that that fight that I'm I'm bad and uh, mm. the killer of my sister, so I know that final justice will be, a- and that gives such a peace, such a love that I say, God, I know I'm going to hell. Uh, I know I'm worthy of that. So no, it's not not on your side; it's my side. But if there is a place that I can do something for you, please show me that place. Mm. So the very next morning, I was going in the plaza and hear this karaoke team from Russia of playing on guitar, clapping the hands <laughs> near the metro gate. And uh, I came closer to see what happened. And uh, Christy Karamitaru, he was a disciple from Brasov Church, now he's pastor in Bucharest. He asked me, if you die today, where you go? I'm going to hell. But do you want? I said, no. So he started to explain me the Bible. So, so cool, because he was preaching like Roman wrote. And that's funny because I read all the chunk of the Bible. You you read it as before you were rolling it. Yeah, that that week. <laughs> yeah. No, from but I didn't see Jesus there. Oh, okay. I see the justice of God, but I didn't see Jesus. Ah. And when Christy started to tell me like Ephesians two eight, I know that verse because I just read it. Mm-hmm. So he led me through all that road about sin, forgiveness, everything, and Jesus. And he started to. It's like. Something unveiled in my heart. I, I saw Jesus, and uh, so of course I want to be saved. So I prayed at the time, 11.45, January 2000, on the street. And since that time, maybe I miss 14 Sundays. <laughs> Not even. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> in my life from church. Wow. And uh, that's cool, because... Two weeks later, you know, I was just checking. I had some money. And I figured out I was totally free from smoking alcohol or cigarette. From day one, I was totally, completely free. Oh, and you noticed that because you had money in your pocket. Yes. And you're like, oh, normally I'd be buying drugs. With <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I just don't have, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't have need for that. Because there was a fulfillment in my heart. That night I went to sleep. And I know I sleep like a baby. I know if I die today, to die today. I'm going to heaven, mm-hmm. and there was such a peace. So that's so great. I have, so I have a, I have a question. If um, so, you you say that your sister was your sister died, mm-hmm. and you're upset with God because there uh, it doesn't appear that He is a loving God. Yes. Because He allowed your sister to to pass away, yes. but then you knew that you were not a good person. And that God would send you to hell, and that make you 
love God because, oh, well, God is just. But how did you, how did you uh, reconcile that with what happened with your sister? Well, it took some times after because, um, you know, the particular story with my sister, why I took it on me. Mm. Um, my uh, hobby is to looking for uh, searching mushrooms in the forest. Mm -hmm. we we all around the forest mm -hmm. in, in the area where I'm living. So that particular night, she was working the night shift. And she's also, she had that. that uh, I say, well, can you come earlier? So we'll go in the morning to search for mushrooms. So she kind of, she asked permission to mm -hmm. go early. And that night she was kidnapped and killed. Oh, and she was kidnapped. So, so oh. I, I, I feel that guilt because oh. if it's not because of me. She died. Oh, okay. So that was that was because of me. So so you were you were upset with God, but really you were upset with yourself. Yes. Ah. I have that ah. guilt, but you know that the guilt was so big for for a teenager that I just need to put it on, on somebody. So yeah, God should be bad. I cannot be so bad. I even I I tried to hang myself that time. Oh, I remember gosh. so, but then I just uh, when I was sitting, you know, on my uh, that rope, I just imagined how it looked like, because mm -hmm. I saw some guys that was hanging, and it's, it's nasty, so I just started to laugh but but <laughs> that moment something crazy, something broke in my heart Wow! so I said there is no God, if there is no God, no reason to be good mm -hmm. none <laughs> wow. and, uh, so five years of hell uh, wow so you must have had um, some some kind of spiritual background. You say you grew up in the Orthodox Church. Yeah, my that, that that's a good question. Ten years ago, I find out some some really in, info. My grandma, she was uh, saved. Her father was also saved. Actually, he was a pastor, Baptist pastor. So this is village. your great grandpa. Great grandpa. Okay. And just 10 years ago, I find out that uh, before my great-grandpa died, I was like two years old or three years old, he dedicated me to Christ. Is that right? Wow. Yes. How did you find that out? Well, my, my uh, grandma told me about this like uh, well, two years before she died. Wow. So what, what, tell, tell me the story that she told you. Well, she said that uh, uh, my uh, great-grandpa was so... Love like she loves me so he loves me so much. I mean, he will say that Vitali, he will be there. So he was praying daily for me and just laying hand on me and and uh, dedicate me to to God. So you didn't even know this until I didn't know that like wow. ten years after I get saved. Wow. So no wonder the Holy Spirit was dealing with you. Yeah, and my grandma, she was praying for me a lot. Actually, when she when I well, she she was the first one to find out that I'm saved, really? um, that was like good for her. <laughs> yeah, is she also an Orthodox believer? No, she she she. she well, my great grandfather he was a Baptist preacher. Really? So, yeah, and so that's she was born a Baptist, but then she get married. And she backslide, and she was receiving the Holy Spirit, so she get baptized in the Holy Spirit, going to Pentecostal church. Really? Uh, yes. Wow. And so at the end of her life, like last 20 years, she was going to Adventist church, okay. but it's a good one. Yeah. I mean, not just Saturday, Saturday, mm -hmm. because it was the only church in the area right. when she was going. 
Well, so that's remarkable. Yeah, but she was saint for a lot. She died at 92. Uh-huh. And uh, that was, she was an example for me. Well, yeah. Was she she also live in Chernitsi, the same yes. city? Yes, yeah, okay. in the village. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's amazing. So, um, so when you uh, first got saved and you uh, you had all this amazing experience and you came off the drugs, did did you have a hard time being removed from like the gangs and from the old lifestyle? Uh, me not. God, I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, my life is so, so it's like Pastor Mitchell was preaching on pivoting. Right. I never had the luxury to stay, like, to choose what I should do. <laughs> it's just, just, you know, life like a river, it just, just, just bring me in direction. So, 29 January, I guess it was Saturday. On Tuesday, Raul Ramos, he was a leader of Mexican fellowship. Uh, she came, he came to Romania to preach in Brasov. So, uh, John Dumas, uh, he invited, uh, take me to Brasov for one night to, to be there, to, to listen to the sermon. And that very night, the anti-terror police came in our student campus and took all my gang. What? <laughs> God was protecting you? Absolutely so. The next day, I coming back, I see all the doors and all <laughs> destroyed everything and it's empty. So for next two months, I was growing in Christ. Uh, two days like later, I, I get baptized with the Holy Spirit, just on regular morning, evening prayer. Some guys, I was like, well, wait, what is that? Well, speaking in tongues. It's like legal. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you're worried about legal. No, I mean, it's okay. I mean, yeah. is something helpful? Yeah. 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 Give me twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like two months later, they will start to come little by little from the the the, the, the jail because you know because not anyone get uh, like felonies, uh, and uh, but uh, they really they 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 start they not avoiding me because I have three beds in my campus in my room, so they will come to sleep, but they know already I'm saved. I, I was preaching. I, I never asked them what they saw, but uh, mm-hmm. a couple of those guys, I heard that they get saved uh, after my preaching. They they go to their home wow. and they they stay in church. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so God, God, God. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Pastor John Dumas because uh, not only was he your pastor, but he's also a really good friend of mine. Uh-huh. When he he was uh, also an American missionary in Bucharest while we were there. In, Ruse. So I didn't know him before, but since we were both Americans living in Eastern Europe, we instantly had a bond, and so we we became very good friends. But uh, why, why don't you talk about um, his ministry and the relationship you had with him, and maybe the what was happening there in Bucharest at the time? Uh, that was a revival, absolutely. I mean, I I I get saved when church was about three months old. So right in, the, right in the beginning, uh, the first church building, a lot of teenagers, I was the eldest, I was 19, all the oh, guys. Oh, you were the old man. Yeah, I was the old man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a couple of girls, 14, 15, another 17, a couple of boys, 17, 18, and uh, just a good, I mean, we would have church hall, uh, 
let me translate it as concrete. That will be like 25 by 9 uh, by 10, up to 300, not even 300 square feet. Yeah, very uh, tiny. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, it's like this hotel room. Yes. Uh, <laughs> We're in a hotel no, room. This really, actually, this room is pretty big. Like that room only, yeah. that will be. Oh, just half of the hotel room. Yes. Wow. And uh, we'll pack that up to 30, 40 people. Wow. It was packed. I mean, yeah. the, the, the kids will come, uh, like 14 teenagers, and uh, concerts, uh, movies will just... I don't know, there was, there was a move of God. I mean, the people get saved. They will move to a different location, mm -hmm. bigger, about 900 feet, and uh, there a bigger survival start. Because we was right in the corner between uh, different uh, fighting gangs. <laughs> and uh, so we will have fighting in front of church every single time. <laughs> and because there was a store, so we have like these big glasses on, on, on like all the, the all front of the church. The windows, yeah. Yeah, windows. Uh, so once, twice in a week we'll change the, the, the glass because somebody <laughs> get through the glass. And oh, after the glass, sure. we'll have some rebar. So there was one particular night when there was a big fight. I mean, about 30 people would say the police came after. So we was praising and worship. And suddenly, you know, the people start to get through the windows. Like, you know, through the window and rebar and back. <laughs> Next window, rebar, back. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh my God. God was moving. <laughs> but that, yeah, it, it was... Crazy, but yeah. that was a cool time. I mean, yeah. A lot of people, your notes uh, get saved, Murado, uh, uh, all, all those guys yeah. that are still now, Gabi. Yeah. yeah, these are guys, for those who don't know, these are guys who are, are still in the church to this yes. day. And doing good and <laughs> making, having ministry. And, uh, and so, yeah, God, God was blessing uh, it was interesting. Yeah, and it was also uh, like a very important time in Romania. Yes. Generally, because uh, after communism had gone, and it was early on after that, and people and, were hungry for the gospel. And it was before 2004, uh, before Romania got new. Right. So there was that tiny door when the people was open to gospel. Well, now they also open, but, you know, when you blessing could become a curse yeah so yeah but we grew the, our church grew in uh, three years up to 60 70 years and, uh, I mean for us when I say 60 70 that means that each of those 60 70 is three times at the church half of them in the morning prayer and all the outreaches Saturday, I mean, they're all in. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's doing everything. Yes. So, drama teams, concerts, ministries. You've reached the end of the preview of this Testimony Tuesday episode. If you want to hear the second half of this interview, please use the links in the show notes to subscribe. You'll get daily sermons, full testimonies, and an interruption-free listening experience. And every dollar 
goes to world evangelism. Thanks for listening to this episode of Testimony Tuesday on the VBPH Sermon Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three. Premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe. Because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.